0: Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another adventure of Beer-tastic Voyage. I'm Kevin.
0: This is Mark. And I'm Justin.
1: And it's great to be back here again with you guys. And we have a special road trip edition going on this week. Justin has journeyed to the not-quite-so-far-off reaches of Philadelphia, the city of brotherly-touching. I mean, loving <laughs> and yelling at Santa
0: and booing him, and cheesesteaks and Rocky. Stupid Eagles, <laughs> stupid Phillies. No one, no one likes the sports teams. I'm convinced they don't even like the sports teams. They just forced to. Do. I don't think they do. Well, they rioted when the Phillies won. So well, they also rioted when the Phillies lost.
2: Yeah. So what does that say? And in That's, the bottom of exactly. the link,
1: they have like a precinct, like set there with a drunk tank ready to go for every Eagles game. I know because one of my friends may or may not have spent some time there he was visiting he's a Giants fan it's okay it happens that way I think the blue jersey like forces you down that way but um Justin brought back three beers from three different breweries and he had a great time going to a couple different places there so I'm gonna toss the ball over to you man and lay it on us tell us the story tell everybody what what happened
0: okay so I have to confess one thing I, I lied to everyone um, I remembered while I was there that my first uh, craft beer was actually in Philadelphia. And it was like. I don't know if I can trust anything you say anymore, man. <laughs> Monk's Head Flemish Sour Ale. Still to this day one of my favorite beers. And, I feel um... like I've had that one before. Mark, you had that one? Before? How
2: did you start with Monk's Head
0: Cafe Flemish Red? So we, I was down there with my friend Joe and Anthony, who was going to Temple. And we went to a local bar, and I had no idea. And Anthony isn't really into wasn't really into craft beer. He still is, but you know, he's now he's got a kid. He's not drinking as much. That's a little needle if Anthony's listening. Um, so we went to a bar, and I didn't know what to order. So he told me to try that, and I did, and it was amazing. It wasn't actually at Monk's Cafe. Um, it was at another place in Philly. I don't I have no idea where it was. We were hammered. But they—that's—that's uh, that's what kind of got me started. So when we went back down there, it was my goal to go to Monk's Cafe, which I did with my wife. My wife now loves drinking Belgian beer because of it. We'll get more into that later. That's but a good um, thing. while we were down there, um, I wanted to bring back some of the, like the quintessential Philadelphia breweries, which I didn't even know what they were. I, as far as I knew, the only thing that like was quintessential to the like the PA area is Yingling. Right, which is, you know, I, I was definitely not bringing back Yingling. Sorry, Glenn. Uh, <laughs> Although they did have, oddly enough, they did have like six different kinds of Yingling there. Like they had, they had a Porter, they had a bunch of other types porter, of Yingling.
1: And I think the uh, their black and tan is
0: probably my favorite one. I don't think I, I've ever had the black and tan, but I like their Octoberfest. I didn't, I, I was unaware of all of the existence of all of these things because all we get up here is like standard Yingling.
2: Yeah, well, like I said, the, the black and, and tan. No, it's not Old Fezziwig. That's Sam Adams. Old, uh, yeah. Chesterfield. Yeah, that's right. Glenn loved that one, too.
0: He loves all yingling. So what I did was I I went to a place called The Foodery. There are three of them in the Philadelphia area. And okay. the one I went to is, like, on the side street. And it actually looks like like a really crappy deli from the outside. Like, you would never know that okay. the inside is, like, the bastion of amazing craft beer. Okay, I was saying to you guys earlier that it's, like, Slim Jim's next to a $30 bomber. Like it was the weirdest thing. And yeah, that's exactly right, man. They go together. It yeah. sounds like my kind of place. I it, like it was, it's cool. So I actually asked the guy behind the counter what he would, if he, you know, if he had a podcast about beer and he wanted to talk about Philadelphia beer, which of the beers he would give you. And that's what he gave me. And we're going to call him Gary. Cause I totally forgot his name. I'm yeah, sorry, Gary. Gary. <laughs> uh, he also gave me a, a yards pint glass, which is really, which is really awesome. It's my new favorite pint glass. And the three berries, uh, breweries that he told me about were Dock Street, which apparently is the very first brewery in all of Philadelphia. Okay, that's So, cool. it started in an old, um, the old textile area. The building that it's still in today, uh, was an old textile mill.
1: Sounds good to me, yeah. A lot yeah. of empty space.
0: Yeah, and they, his fam- the family that's owned it has owned the building forever. They sold the, the place, they bought it back, and it's, you know, from 1985 on, they were brewing there. And it, um, it kind of exploded around 1996, though they were brewing in 85, but in 96 they really started to make a diff- ton of different styles of beers. Over the course of the last 20 years, apparently, they've made 600 different beers, so they're obviously pretty that prolific is, and they changed that. Styles. Is some uh, prodigious work there, right? So, what we're going to taste today is their Bohemian Pilsner. This is one of their this is the OG, this is what one of their original beers. Um, the ABV on it is five percent, it's 40 IBUs. And um, how they des- this is how they describe it. It's brewed in the style of the original Pilsner beers of Bohemia. We use an enormous amount of uh, Czech Saz hops and Pilsner malt to produce its bright golden color and soft nutty flavor. The balance is clean and crisp, with a gentle hop nose and a long dry finish.
1: Well, um, I'm pouring it out as you're talking about that, and yeah, this screams Pilsner as we pour it out. It's oh yeah. You know, it's a got that classic gold color. Just a little bit of head on there. Um, I see some nice lacing on the side of the glass, and taking a big whiff—that smells like beer. Like when you imagine what this is—it this is super hoppy smell, not hoppy, but super beer smell. That's great.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it's it definitely it definitely reminds me of uh, in the aroma. It reminds me of Miller Lite that my mother used to drink. Or still drinks is the only thing she'll drink. Yeah, the uh, the Labatt
0: Blue that I drank a lot of in college. Like this is a similar smell to that. Yeah, what's interesting to me is I, I took a sip and I was I had the same sort of like you know this is a, a beer smell, and it it tastes like a like quote unquote like a you know your typical Miller Lite beer, but to me the end is a lot cleaner and it doesn't stay in my mouth. Yeah,
2: it's
1: very very crisp. Yeah, nice cri- nice crispness to it. I think crisp is a great word for this, and. The flavor is good. It's got a little bit of. Um, it doesn't have that bite that you get from a lot of the low, like the, the mass-produced
2: beers. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's got. It's a much smoother taste from beginning to end. The bitterness is there, but it's not harsh in any way.
0: Yeah, it, it, that's exactly what exactly the harshness is what I don't like from most you know beers that have a, a hard bitter taste to them. This one seems to give you allow me to get the bitter and not any of the harshness it's pretty pretty spectacular
1: yeah i mean if we were looking at pill at you know a pilsner style and trying to go by like by guidelines i would say look at this beer this is exactly what you're trying to get like this meets the color the smell the clarity the head all of it any kind of judging criteria you could use this is what it comes out to be
2: mark are you going into the tome of knowledge well yeah, I was going to double check and actually see because the BJCP actually lists some commercial examples for all the various categories. Oh, yeah, cool. I think that's awesome. And when you actually get to try the one that is the BJCP example,
1: that's like, hey, check that out. Now, I mean, th- this is this is really tasty. I mean, it's this is a a beer you can drink.
0: All day, it's. I definitely think this class, this is in the lawnmower beer category for you, which yeah. is not a not. I mean, that's too, I know it's near and dear to your heart.
1: No, I mean it's like it's just this is just something like this is really tasty, a hot day, and you can serve this one nice and ice cold. If you sent me this in a frosty mug, you know I maybe I probably wouldn't even yell at you for giving it to me in a frosty
2: mug, even though I usually hate frosted mugs.
0: Do you really hate frosted mugs? Yeah, it
2: I. Frosted Um, mugs are the worst possible way that you can serve. Frosted mugs are for macro beers that you don't want any aroma or flavor, and you're just trying to chug it it because getting the the beer that cold just kills any aroma coming off of it. It mutes your taste buds because it's so cold. It's just the worst way you can drink beer. That's
0: interesting. I knew there was an optimal temperature to drink it at, and I was pretty sure a frosted mug wasn't that but that's I didn't I didn't really know that.
1: No, it's yeah you want you want beer, to me you want beers like you know colder than room temperature but not ice cold. You don't want them ice cold. You don't want them at like thirty something degrees. You don't want them when the mountains turn blue. You want them <laughs> at a, you want them at slightly warmer. And that's only some beers. You know, plenty of beers taste great at room temperature. You know, but me even ones that are room temperature I like them slightly below room temperature. So a beer at like forty degrees. Fahrenheit is usually right in the wheelhouse of what I'm looking for. What have you got, Mark? As far as it, yeah, anything coming up yet?
0: No, I'm failing so far. Okay, go to the interwebs. <laughs> while, <laughs> while Mark's <laughs> looking that up, I'll I'll mention a couple of other places that we we visited. One was called Brewcraft and Wurst, which
1: I'm assuming was... that's W U R S T. Just getting to that. Uh. Yes,
0: it was a German. It's a German restaurant that is super like craft beer heavy. Like if I were to tell you that it's probably a beer place, and then they serve some food, that's probably more accurate, okay. even though they do serve quite a bit of food, and the food was very good. There were seven pages on the beer menu. That's awesome. Yeah, and they're not like big font here. We're talking about probably, I don't know, easily 100 beers to, to 150 beers listed on those pages. And they're keeping these in bottles, or do they have some on tap, or what, how there they were? There were like 20 or so taps, maybe a few more, actually. And then they have something called a beer wall. Where there's basically a, all these taps, and you get a key, and you pay by the ounce. That's what is it like a key card? Like you swipe it? You like yeah? You literally like put the key in, and you can pick a beer from the system, and it spits out that beer. So I didn't. It, I didn't try this out. So but. it's
1: like it's like a ven, it's like a a vendomat thing, or automat. That's the way yes. like, It's like an automat for beer.
0: Basically, it, it was a cool, really cool idea. But they also most of what they have is actually in, in bombers. They, they're selling twenty twos. It was funny when they. When obviously they have trouble with this because people go to order one of the beers and they come out with this giant bottle and yeah. everyone's like why so when I ordered she went that's a 22 and I was like yes yeah, bring definitely. it to me <laughs>
2: yeah um, so uh, this is not one of the uh,
0: listed commercial examples Oh okay. style that's too bad that would have been that would have been a good bit of luck yeah no unfortunately not okay yeah so the self-service beer wall was 38 cents an ounce so, if you wanted to try an ounce of a beer, wow, it cost thirty eight cents. That's cheap. Yeah, that sounds awesome. There were two entire pages of, um, and Mark can explain this better, but wild um, beers where they were just wildly fermented, just left out. To, for what we, we talked about, this yeah. In the previous so episode. It,
2: spontaneous fermentation is what you're getting at, and yeah. that's when. Uh, so that's a uh, Belgian tradition of. All right, you produce your wart, you run it off into this wide, shallow trough called the cool ship, and this is only done in uh, late in the fall and early in the spring, so that the nighttime temperatures Drop are... low
1: What's that? They drop to the appropriate temperature.
2: Right, so that it both uh, cools the beer to the proper temperature overnight, and also... so. They, so they put it into the cool ship, and then they open all the windows, and they blow the night air in. and Weird things creep in through the window. Right. By doing that, there's yeast and bacteria floating in the air all around us all the time. So by doing that, at the colder parts of the year, through hundreds of years of brewing right. tradition over in uh, Belgium, they figured out that you know late fall, early spring is the right time of year to get the right mix of microbes floating around in the air to produce... Tasty beer and not awful, swill Well, I'm (laughs) super happy that those guys have spent the time to
0: figure that out because some of those things are really delicious. Yes. So the other thing that they had, and I didn't get to see it, is an enormous, apparently cold room where they keep all their bombers. Like everything, the bomber came out cold. No, it's not like they, you know, it came out off a shelf and they they were serving it. It was it came out chilled already. And you can actually buy them and take them with them. In fact, I brought three, three home for us, and we drank two of them and the last time we were at my house, and we didn't like either one of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully the third one's a winner. But the, uh, the one that I had while I was there was called uh, S- The Devil is People by Stillwater Artisanal. It was a smoked wheat ale. And it was like sour. My, my, that's just my wife started to realize there was something other than beer. Steph, so yeah. Steph tried mine. And she went, looked at me like, "Oh, can I get my own?" I'm like, "No, we're not buying another thirty dollars bomber. So you can, you can have another half a glass of beer." Yeah, <laughs> that might be a little bit overkill. <laughs> yeah, but that place was absolutely amazing. Um, speaking of amazing, the next I'm hoping the next beer we have is amazing because I've been tr- dying to open this since we got home. Um, this is from Saint Benjamin, which is another um of philly's you know very oh, wow. apparently famous breweries uh, no that's the other one i think oh no sorry you're right yeah this yeah is, uh, I'm, yeah mark's going out going out of the order i wrote it in which is the order we discussed beforehand so i'm wrong mark right. yeah
2: i i wanted to taste the uh chocolate peanut butter crunch porter before we destroyed our palates with the uh india
0: style cream ale yeah, this is a discussion we were having before the podcast, what order we should drink it in so that we don't, you know, we can give you guys an honest uh, assessment rather than just we screwed this up.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of times when when you look at a menu, and this is kind of like my thought process of, of it is, if you look at a menu for, and you want to try a couple of different beers, I tend to work from light to dark. Um, That's just me because usually I like the darker beers. So to me, I look at it as I'm saving the better ones for later. And maybe I find something I like early, but it's okay because I have a better chance of liking something better. But at the same point, when we run into a situation like this where it's an India style, which is going to be higher IBUs, the international bidding units, like you don't want to blow out your palate on that early. You want to push
0: those off to a little bit to the end That uh, it makes sense and that's that's sort of how i look at it if, if i'm getting a flight like if you go someplace and get a flight you, sometimes you don't have a choice of which ones you're going to get yeah so if true. they tell you the you know the, here's a paddle these are the five you're going to get i try to drink them in the order that is going to be from least bitter to most bitter so at the end i didn't ruin the ones i'm probably going to like more um so I, to tell the listeners what we're about to drink yeah I-
2: I mean I just have to comment this smells like I just opened a jar of peanut butter. Yeah, yeah it I,
1: really does. It sm- to me I smell like Reese's peanut butter cups like I've been like
2: I opened them up and started smearing them underneath my nose to make a mustache or something. <laughs> like it it's so good. So, Justin, tell us about this peanut butter crunch border.
0: So, it's I'm going to butcher the the name of the brewery. It's yuck, I'm pretty sure. But when you're in Philly, they say it in a way that, I mean, maybe I'm saying it correctly, but the person who said it to me, that's not what it sounded like. It sounded like he had marbles in his mouth. <laughs> but um, this area is really known for their food. Um, and, in fact, there's an entire tour of Maniuk, um food and beverage that you can take when you're down there. We wanted to take it, but it was full. The, they were opened, um, first tapped in 1996, and the um, they made everything from Sours to India Pale Ales. This is another brewery that really just, they like to make tons of different kinds of beer, as, you know, obviously they made a, ch- a chocolate peanut butter porter, so obviously they're into More that. More common than you think. Yeah, I did notice that in, in research, but, you know, you got to be a little out there. I don't care who you are to to make that as a beer. No,
2: it's one of those things that has been on like my to brew list, but it's not a very high priority.
1: Yeah. But I'll get there list eventually. Is pretty freaking long. So yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: now,
1: this one's six percent ABV, and yeah, and that's
0: not that's not really that crazy. But it's thirty thirty IBU, which I, I was. This is the question I wanted to ask you before. Um, and we have the book here to figure it out if we need to. But the uh, I, porters, the IVUs, I always thought a porter had a much lower IBU, and I expected this one to have a lower one simply because of how sweet it was going to be.
2: Well, so two things with that. There's both uh, British-style porters and then American-style porters. Because America has to have whatever Britain has. Uh, except Well, different. yeah, and American craft brewers have to hop different. everything more, so... Again, that's probably why you've got 30 IBUs, but also because it is 6% alcohol, that's a bit stronger. And when you have higher alcohol content, you have to balance that out with additional bitterness because alcohol actually tastes sweet to your palate. Oh, does it? Yes. Hmm. Well, as, as Mark mentioned, the, the aroma
1: on this is absolutely incredible. It's, it's I mean, I said Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. It's to me it's peanut butter you get a little bit of the chocolatey roasty notes from the stout
2: yeah it, and it's very smooth drinking it really is it's a beautiful
1: almost opaque black i got no head on it whatsoever you know
2: no it, but it's got it's got but, a little bit of carbonation yeah a little
1: bit and it, it's doing a little bit of lacing on the side but it's not really i don't it's not designed to have a big
2: thick head it's just, no it's just going to be it's gonna be this, and it is. It tastes so good. Yeah i I would not have a problem drinking.
1: Yeah, I mean, my Many first of these. my first sip, I thought like, okay, it's a little, it's a little sweet on it. Maybe I don't want to have a lot of it. But the second one, I'm like, no, nope, never mind. Change my mind on that one. Gonna keep I, drinking this. Morning. I was
0: shocked at how it. It's not that it didn't taste like it smelled. The aroma was much more powerful than the taste the taste was... Both of them were spot on. Like, the aroma was amazing, and it, the taste delivers on that aroma in a, a more subtle way, which I think allows you to really enjoy, enjoy it and not just have two sips of it and kind of go, ah, it was good the first sip.
1: Yeah. Sometimes with a... Uh, sometimes you run into beers like this that have a really powerful aroma or a really powerful flavor, and you kind of... Like, exactly what you said. You don't want the whole thing. You, know, you kind of run out of gas. You only want a small amount of it. This one... I, I like it. I'm, I'm gonna keep out it. <laughs>
2: yeah, I I'm a little bummed. It's only a can we have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well, why couldn't
0: we have a growler of this?
2: Right. We'll have to find more. But yeah, like you said, Justin. You know, this goes back to before we started recording. We actually tried that new Belgian Ben and Jerry's chocolate chip cookie dough, uh, quote unquote brown owl.
1: Oh, uh, the brown. It, it was neither brown nor do I think it was an owl, but. <laughs> Yeah, they used ale yeast, but that's about it. It right.
0: did taste just like Ben and Jerry's cookie dough, it for me at least. And I'm not saying that means it was good. I'm saying it delivered on its promise. And it, as usual with any kind of experimental beer like that, the three of us are super happy that they made it. Yeah. I'm just not super happy that I have five more.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think your best bet is exactly what I said to do is next time, you know, you get somebody come over, just uh, charge them admission. Say so you have to pound one of these before I allow you in the door.
0: Actually, I think I'm gonna, I think what I'm gonna do is give them good beer, and then in order to get to the bathroom, you're gonna have to drink one.
1: <laughs> that that's a level of cruelty that I was not <laughs>
0: expecting. And that instead now of terrifying hands,
2: it's uh, of chip cookie dough hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but man, like, I I don't know, Justin. Did you even like that? Like the did would you think it was even worthwhile drinking? Oh, that, the,
0: the the cookie dough. Yeah, no.
1: Yeah, I did not either. It was I like New Belgium, but that was a. I feel bad beer. because
0: I don't want people to not buy it because apparently a fair portion of the proceeds, if it's going to some charity. Oh well, so that's you cool. go so... buy a bunch and then throw them out of your car window while you're moving and just feel good about your donation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so why don't we move on to the
2: St. Benjamin that I uh, threw <laughs> threw you off on by opening the chocolate peanut butter crunch porter before.
0: no problem so the saint the saint benjamin beer company is uh, apparently they, every one of these they call themselves historic and i'm sure they are everything in philadelphia is pretty I was gonna much say, historic yeah. but
1: philadelphia every time you turn the corner it's it's a historic phone booth it's a historic this
0: yeah it but it, it this place actually this one actually is it's it's in the building it's in is um uh is a historic is a really old carriage house okay and stables and and um it it's Part of the, it was the Theo. Why do all the names have to be so hard? The, Theo Finckauer Brewery, which which is was defunct, so they kind of uh, took that over. Okay. So
1: what are we drinking here? It's called their Inca India style Cream Ale. Correct.
0: Yes, it is a 5.4 ABV, 50 IBU, which you know we're starting to get up there in the ranges where we we start to uh, not buy beers. <laughs> This uh, smells like a package
2: of Cascade hops.
0: Yeah, that's. Oh my god! Yeah, it I, sh-
1: I put it d- my, totally we're, does. We're drinking out of some uh, some of the sifter gla- snifter glasses today, and which are great for holding in the aroma, which is why a lot of beer makers recommend them for this. But man, like that hops, the Cascade flavor just punched me right in the nose.
0: So let me read the flavor text just to get everyone else. I'm even no more longer excited about this. though, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> a classic cream ale reimagined. Uh, this golden ale starts with fine Pilsner malt and American-grown corn. It ends with a combination of Cluster and Simcoe hops, hop with old-school Cluster uh, and hop with old-school Cluster and modern Simcoe, giving the drinker a citrus-laden hop profile that is sure to leave you refreshed.
2: Okay. All right, so it's got to be the uh, mostly the Cluster hops on the aroma then. I've- not familiar with cluster hops i don't think i've cluster hops is like a really old variety i didn't know anybody was still farming it on large enough scale to be useful for commercial ventures because it's from what i know of it it's not the greatest producer and is it one of the like the german Czech ones no it's an american hop oh really like you know back when new york used to be like the hop growing region of the americas oh they were growing cluster hops so we're talking like 1780. Yeah, a long time ago.
0: <laughs> so I, I had a sip, and I think you guys might be pleasantly surprised.
2: Yeah, it's really not uh, the perception on my palate is much more
0: pleasant than what I thought it might be based on the aroma. Yeah, I think it goes back to the um, the Pilsner we had first. This is this is a refreshing beer. It doesn't the the hop doesn't sit around. No, even at 50 IBUs, it's
2: really not, uh, I don't find it oppressive.
1: Yeah, I I took a couple sips of it, and the hop is in the aroma, so I'm guessing they added it late to try to, to do give you the aroma hop.
2: Well, you said that it's dry hop, too, as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they're getting an awful lot of aroma out of their dry hopping.
1: Yeah, but um, I don't get a lot of flavor in the sip. I know pilsner malt is a really light malt, but I like I take I'm I don't know if the nose thing is throwing me off, but I'm I'm looking for a little more flavor like in the beer itself and I'm not really finding much flavor.
2: Well, it is a cream ale. Right. And cream ales are the ale brewers so back in the day, you know, America had only ale breweries, and then all these German ing- immigrants came over and started producing German-style lagers. Thank you, Krauts. And the populace was like, oh my god, this is so clean and refreshing. So to try and compete with the German brewers, the established American ale breweries came up with cream ale as their sort of response, which you know is as close to a German-style macro lager that okay. you can get while it's so- still... But you know, what makes easy, it cream? Why do
1: they? I, that's throwing me off. Why do they call it a cream? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that one either. I'm, I'm
2: not sure the origin of uh, cream ale is the name. All right. So I mean,
1: if we, I'm, I'm sure we could do some research. But if you guys out the guys and gals and whoever else might be listening, if you know about the history of cream ale, give us a quick uh, email. Give us a, you know, the uh, intro to cream ale. We're at beertasticvoyage at gmail dot com. What Kevin is saying is, if you're listening, please tell us. <laughs> it makes us feel better it it would be it would be fantastic, and I, I was gonna save the shilling for uh, of you know shilling for emails and likes and all that other kind of stuff for the end of the episode. but um you know if if you are listening, please give us a let us know. It'd be fun to hear from you guys. We definitely want
0: to give uh, more shout outs. for those who don't know, iTunes is very unhelpful in trying to t- telling us whether this is successful or not. So if you could send us an email and either tell us how much you hate us or how much you like us or that we're just eh, it would be very helpful while we're while we're
1: on this one we got to give the shout out to our second reviewer on itunes um an old friend of mine tony Cresser, took the time to listen and he's a man who's been in the food industry for a long time and he actually went to school he's a certified chef and is really good about knowing what's going on with food stuffs and palates and he's worked in he's worked in brew pubs before and he's understands a lot of this stuff and he was very kind to give us a nice review so thanks tony and I know you're listening out there, so enjoy this one, and uh, try not to drive off the road or anything like that while you're listening, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Apparently Tony gets very excited when we're He gets we're very listening. excited, he does.
2: Yeah, and if you're looking for a personal chef for like a, a fancy party coming up, uh, you can find him on uh, Instagram as Chef Tony, I believe. Something like that, yeah. We'll, we'll, link, to, we'll link
1: Tony's info in the uh, thing, and uh, he's suggested on a couple occasions that maybe we can do a quick, uh, maybe we can do an episode where we pair some food with beer and he can help us out with that. Well, that would
2: be fantastic. So I'm interested in doing that. All right, so, gentlemen. So let's circle back around and uh, rate these beers that we had today. Justin, what do you uh,
0: think of the uh, Duck Street Bohemian Pilsner? I'm, I'm going to give that a bomber. It, uh, it was definitely refreshing. I was, I was surprised when I was um, looking into the beers and, and writing up the notes for the episode. It The... I didn't expect it to be as refreshing as it was, and I didn't expect to um, to enjoy it as much. Again, I'm, I'm always scared of the IBU count, um, which a of these beers tonight have shown me that the, the IBU count is not necessarily a de- uh, flavor profile. It's, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't... Yeah, it's
2: beer. all about how the brewer balances the bitterness with the alcohol and, you know, the maltiness of the beer.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean... Um... For me personally, on uh, the Bohemian Pilsner from Dock Street, I think I'm gonna end up probably at the pint level. Just it's not not my favorite style, but it was good. I think it was really well done. Pardon me, we can cut that out in post. <laughs> but, <laughs> we gonna... but we won't. Yeah, but yeah, but but we won't. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a it's a solid pint glass for me. I'm happy with the with the beer, but I'm not. I may not reach for it, but. If someone handed it to me, I'll drink it and be happy.
2: See, for me, it's uh, definitely a growler. I would uh, certainly enjoy that over uh, a few days, having a glass of that. Or, you know, doing some yard work and uh, rewarding myself
0: after completion with a pint. I'm super happy if this is the first uh I believe this is the first beer where we've all given it a different rating. <laughs> so it's nice to know they exist. It's nice uh, to know we're not so synergistic that we, we just know yeah. what each other like.
1: Well, I, I agree with you, Mark. I think I think this might be one of those ones that I enjoy a lot more in the warm weather and you know, when I want and and not afraid of making it nice and nice cold and just slamming one down when we're outside.
2: Alright, so uh Kevin, how about the Manny Yunk chocolate peanut butter crunch border? This one was fantastic. Uh this was the this was the find of the trip for
1: for me, Justin, and I'm super happy that you brought this one back. Um I'm gonna go with a bomber on this one. Solely because I think that's all I could drink in one sitting is but I'm torn. I kinda want more. I might go as far as a growler on it. But it's really It's really really tasty and i really liked it and i'm bummed that we only had the one can to split between three of us because that's when i would really like to have at least the can or two just to myself
0: yeah i i kind of wish that i would have it came in a six pack and i actually got a, a like a mix of six that was one of the coolest things about the foodery is you can mix a six anything they have that is awesome. The whole place is a mix of six. So it was that was not bombers. I tried to mix a six of bomber and they they were like they're just buying six bombers now. So yeah. it was not as cool. But the- <laughs> a for effort. Yeah. But um for me I'm probably going to go bomber again for the same reason. It, it it was I can see it potentially getting repetitive, right. and not you know me kind of wanted to move on to something else, and that being the growler that's in the back of my fridge, and I'm always like, nah, it's been not there right too now. long. <laughs> yeah, not right now. I don't yeah. really want that one. Yeah,
2: the the bomber is definitely the right size for it because I really enjoy it as well. But it definitely is one of those beers that's like a once in a while treat, and not a you know on demand all the time kind of kind of beer. For me, this be a good. This would be a really good dessert
1: beer. Like mm. if I'm gonna have one more pint before we leave, and I'm much as I like dinner, sometimes I as I like dinner, and I'm always, I'm the guy that always orders dessert. I sometimes don't always order the sweetest dessert that they have on the menu. I might get this instead and kind of hang out with this and relax at the end of the meal.
0: This would be a really good slow drinking beer. Yeah, this absolutely. Is, yeah, I, this would. I have a feeling if we were outside and it were 90 degrees and we tried this beer, wouldn't like we, it as much. No, it wouldn't be nearly as good. Yeah. So finally, we have our, uh, our Saint Benjamin Inca. Nope. What uh, do
2: you think, Mark? Uh, it's a pint for me. You know, it's uh, you know, as we said, it's very pleasant. It's not the aroma, though strong, doesn't really carry f- through on the flavor so much. So it's not in your face bitter, despite the IBU account. But I, I'm not going to want any more
0: than a pint. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you on the pint pints the, the way to go it um i i was again pleasantly surprised definitely learning more about how the IBU count factors in and it was also interesting you know these particular breweries did list the hops that were using in the beer so we can kind of yeah put it's that, always put nice when beer. they give you the varieties exactly i can put that in my rolodex now look for that and then start to maybe compare a little bit more and figure out um which ones i like more than others but, yeah, I'm pretty much stop at a pint.
1: Yeah, I'm going to just go with a taster on this one. It's not really my thing. Um, I think I'm further reinforcing the concept that Simcoe is not really something that I'm interested in enjoying. Like, it just doesn't really float my boat. It's a very strong... I think that's what really gave it that nose, is the Simcoe. Yeah, the pine units? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I think so. I think that's what really gave it that nose, and I just... It just doesn't strike my fancy, and not that these guys didn't do good, you know. It's it's a well crafted beer. It's just not the beer for me. That's all. I'll take a sip, maybe two, and be done with it.
0: As usual, you know, we always say, that, you know, just because we're rating it a certain thing, we each have our own palate, and it. Uh, you should definitely just try as many beers as you can. Yeah, it's it's always it's ninety nine times out of a hundred,
1: it's worth trying. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few that have not been worth trying. But you know. But still, I only know that because I tried them. So how yeah. can I really say? Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, one more thing that I wanted to hit on. I left the best for the best part of my trip for the for the end. Oh, but wait, there's more. There is more. There's this place, and I mentioned it before. The monks Head Flemish sour ale. Oh, this is your Bahala. Yeah. Oh, this place is beer mecca. It's called Monk's Monk's Head Cafe or Monk's Cafe, not Monk's Head, but Monk's Cafe. Yeah, I'm
2: sorry. I think I said Monk's Head before.
0: Uh, well, it's Monk's Head Flemish Sour Ale. Is oh, the, name of the beer. So that's yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's Monk's. Yeah, you're right. I think it's Monk's Cafe. You're yeah, right. I've it's been just saying Monk's Cafe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where I got Monk's Head from. I've been saying that for a long time though. Probably since I started drinking the beer. We'll po- we'll
1: post the right one in the in yeah, the. Yeah, I feel notes. really bad because
0: I love this place. Like I can't even. I if I could live underneath it, like in the basement, I would. <laughs> So, Monk's Cafe is rated the fifth pl- best, best place in the world to drink a beer. And it is all, every bit of that and more.
1: Now, where did you get that rating from?
0: Um, an ad that they put out. Okay. So, they're either lying or...
1: Or... <laughs> yeah. It's kind of modest. If you're going to lie, you might as well lie whole hog, right? Like, yeah, hey, uh, we're the best place in the world. That's how, that's how I feel about it. Number two... Number two... We're number five.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
2: that's awfully specific for a
1: lie.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's how and you hide them. That's having been there, it, it's amazing. So as as much selection as Brew had, they didn't they they didn't have quite as much, but their selection is very heavy on Belgians, which obviously I'm a big fan of. And they have their Flemish sour ale, and they have a continuously rotating tap. I mean, every we went there two days in a row. We actually blew off like a two-Michelin star dinner to go back there. Really? That's how much. Well, number one, the food was tremendous. They have three different kinds of mussels, and the mussels, eat, the three different kinds are brewed in three different kinds of their beer. That sounds delicious. They have a duck salad where they make a vinaigrette from their sour ale. That's tasty. Yeah. Steph had the two different kinds of mussels. I forget which ones. She does, too, because okay. she was hammered. Mark, Mark, what's the duck? Is it fatty Mark, watch liver? Watch your eyes. Or? I got a half stack right now. <laughs> No, it was um, it was uh, just duck breast with crispy skin. All right, always tasty. Yeah, it, the the food was phenomenal, and they also had a, a very scary. Um, uh, I believe she was uh, Eastern Blockish. We'll, we'll just say Russian bartender that I, I'm a big fan of. Yeah, um, she comes from the country that no longer exists. She yelled, she yelled at me because I asked her if if I could move my check from the bar to our table. Yeah. And she just said no, very loudly, and I kind of looked at her, and she smiled at me. So I think she likes me. No, you no move, Jack. <laughs> so um, they have two bars. There's a front bar and a back bar.
1: You got to know someone to get to the back bar.
0: No, you don't. But what I would definitely say is a tip for the listeners is the front bar is very enticing. There's a lot of room there, and um, they they definitely have some very good beers up there. But the two times, the two three times, no, two times I've been there. The uh, back bar had the that was where it was at. It's yeah. much tighter back there. Like it's you know it's pretty pretty well packed. It's hard the, to move the around. The folks in the no. Well, know. from the
2: pictures that you sent me too, like the uh, beers
0: available vary between them as well. They do, but they will go if you're in the back bar area. They will go to the front bar um, to get you beer and vice versa. You can order any of them, oh, okay. but the back oh, that's the, good. the back bar. If you're going to sit at the bar and you don't want to wait, you know, ten minutes to get your beer then the back bar is the way, the way to go. Um, and you just you can't you can't go wrong ordering the Flemish Sour Ale, but th- if you ask them, like if you're not sure what you want, you're just kind of getting into craft beer. Right. If you at- tell them what you like and you ask them, they will give you very good advice. They serve it in the proper glassware. This was one of the coolest Are they things. certified cicerones? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know for sure, but I don't think so. But they um they have a uh, a little thing on the table that says if you like drinking beer out of the right glassware, do not steal our glasses. That's a good answer. That's a good thing. I like that. And they have a little pamphlet that shows you like what beers come in which glasses. Okay. A little bit of the why, and I tried to read it, but to be honest, it was eleven o'clock, and we had been there for three and a half hours. So you've had a few beers, so reading was not happening. I had like. Sixteen. And that's not even an exaggeration. Oh, okay. Got a few you beers. You well, I'm many... sure
2: he read it like three times, but there was just no comprehension. No, I, See, that's, I, what stole... that's what you should.
0: That's what you should have stole. You should have stole a copy of the book. <laughs> I tried. I, I tried to take the book. They, they caught me. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't let me take the book. But uh, did the big Soviet uh, no. Soviet bartender spank you? Actually, no. The the little um, the the college aged uh, um, bus guy caught me. You don't want him spanking you. No. No. But if you're anywhere in that area at all and you get a chance, I mean, if you don't go to any place else in Philadelphia, you have to go to Monk's Cafe. Liberty Bell? Overrated. It's a bell. No. You can see the Liberty Bell from outside. Don't wait on the stupid line. I know it's free. It's a trap. Don't go in. Go right to Monk's Cafe. Order the Flemish Sour Ale first. And then just kind of go down the list. I drank every single beer on their list that I wanted to drink between the two days we were there. And their beer list, as you guys saw, was like 30 beers.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I haven't been to Philadelphia in a number of years. And I think the last time I was there, I don't know if I was able
0: to drink or not to give it an idea of how long it's been. So that's at least 10 years. The whole time I was there, I kept saying to, to Steph man, I wish the guys were here. Like, it was cool that she was getting into it because she kept saying, oh, well, okay, well, so I like Belgian beer, so I'm going to try this one. She would order another beer and she liked that one and then she would try mine and, you know, this is someone who never orders a beer. Right. And now we just went out to dinner tonight and she tried each beer I got. She hated them. <laughs> but she... <laughs> but it's good that she's trying. But, uh, yeah, she's yeah. willing to try them. That's awesome. Yeah, so, you know, Philadelphia was overall a blast. I mean, we did a lot of other stuff, but um, you know, to keep it podcast related, the, the beer scene down there is is crazy. Each of the breweries we mentioned is not just a brewery. They all have their own tasting room, right. and from what I could tell just doing the research, I didn't go to any of their tasting rooms. In particular, um, the Manioc one, I think, is, is they, they're heavy on food, um, and, and, you know, they got everything, everything there. And they also, the Manioc one had a lot of taps. They apparently have a lot of beers available at once.
1: Is it all beer? Um, is it all beers just from their brewery, or did they?
0: Yep. Every each one of these is all beers from their brewery. They don't serve anything else.
1: Okay. I mean, I've been to a few breweries, especially when they're starting to get when they're trying to get started. That so they might have.
2: Some other yeah, stuff I don't know the if uh, they can do that with Pennsylvania's
0: alcohol laws. Though. Yeah,
1: they have some weird rules. Weird... Do they really?
0: I, I had no idea, especially yeah. for how prolific their beer scene is. I would have never. Right, known.
1: but like you can't. Like, on like su- you, Sunday, you can't buy—their blue laws are in effect. Like, you can't buy beer. Well, not on only
2: Sunday. that, but, like, you can't buy beer in a supermarket in Pennsylvania.
0: Oh, really? Unless it has recently changed, but yeah. Yeah. What was really cool was we went to Running Terminal Market, which is what my wife and I. It's one of our favorite places to go. It's another place you have to go. Right. And right. now it's even better, because they—I for, I forgot the name of the place. I was supposed to write it down, but there's a there's a sports bar right near there. And they opened a bar inside of Reading Terminal Market. Oh, that's not and I, I wanted to sit down and try some of their beers because they probably had about 16 or so taps. And it was actually like 9 in the morning the day we were leaving. And I was like, ah, we're not going to go sit down at a bar at 9 o'clock in the morning. Says who? And, well, you know, I was there with my wife. And then we I look at a sign while stuff was in the bathroom. And it's like, I can get a beer to go.
2: What? I could buy a
0: beer and walk around the market it. I'm like 99% sure we weren't supposed to leave the place with it. I still did. But you can go there, buy you a beer. Can never <laughs> go back to Philadelphia. That's it. The troopers are going to be waiting for you right at the bridge. I don't have to spend the night at the Eagles uh, Stadium. <laughs> but uh, you can buy a beer and then walk around and check out all the awesome food there. So now I'm even more pumped to go back.
2: That's nice. Actually, on a related note, you know, you've know, you been saying that we need to go check out craft at Say Cheese. Mm-hmm. You can do that while you're there. Like, you can get a pint and then walk around the bottle shop with it.
1: Oh, yeah. That's That's, cool. That sounds awesome. And Anytime that they give you beer... I I don't understand why more places don't do this. of let you drink beer while you shop. Like, it only ends in you buying more stuff for them.
0: Oh, no doubt.
1: Yeah. Have a couple pints. Oh, look. You know what? I was only going to get one pint, one bomber. But now, three or four are worth their way into my basket.
0: F. Okay, I don't care. I'm just getting it anyway. I also think that and maybe there's more places that do this and you know as mm-hmm. we've come back I know that you know we you and I have talked about tap and barrel and there was right. another place that you mentioned before. I don't know if they let you do this um buy bombers there. Because they have such great selections, but maybe you know you don't want, you, know, you can't possibly drink another one, but you want to take them home. That's what I liked about about brew, and also uh, Monks Cafe lets you do it too. But you know, brew really like made it an upfront thing. Like if you see something on the menu and you want to take it with you, you totally can.
2: I think you can do that at barbecue.
0: Oh yeah, actually, it's very true. You definitely can. They even have the refrigerators there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I don't think Tap and Barrel really does
1: that. Um, they're more of a standard kind of bar. But they have a fantastic beer selection, and their staff knows what they're talking about, and they're big supporters of local beer and stuff like that. So, I really like them. They're cool. They're a cool bar to hang out at. But I don't think you can get like a, a beer to go. But you know, it, you, it might be a place where you could bring a growler and you know ask them and just be like, "Hey, what it is? You know, what what is it to fill it? They might charge you the rate of whatever <laughs> beer you know per pint it is, but." you know I, I don't think that's really in their model
0: no it makes sense and you know I, I i've never i've never been there you've been uh saying how great it was it seems like a great place i i can't wait to try it yeah
1: well i justin thank you so much for bringing back uh the best souvenirs that we could ask for i mean you got me some cool pint glasses and i appreciate those but the beer i think i almost love more
0: yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool to uh, be able to bring back some pieces of Philadelphia, especially the. I mean, I'd never I'd never heard of the part of Philadelphia Manioc before. Now I can't wait to go back there, and um, you know, getting to, to have some beer history from Philadelphia was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um,
1: does anybody anybody else have anything uh, that they want to add in?
0: No, I think that's about
2: it for this episode of the Beer Tastic Voyage.
1: All right. Well, thanks for listening, gang, and we'll see you real soon.
0: If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at
2: www.facebook.com/beerTasticVoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic
0: Show, or send them a good old fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and cheers for local beers.